Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Because it's a dog's life with pet and cannabis expert Angela Ardolino. Learn the best holistic practices from top pet industry professionals and listen in on why CBD might be a whole different animal for your best in show buddy. Here's your new best friend about pets, Angela Ardolino. Hey, it's a dog's life with Angela Ardolino. And today I am joined by the essential oils vet. And I love that because essential oils, um, as you know, my favorite essential oil is cannabis. And so <laughs> I always um, love how much, well, I, I shouldn't say love. I find it completely ridiculous on all the controversy behind essential oils. It reminds me of all the controversy that's behind cannabis. Um, and you gotta think that it's probably the same reason. And that is because these beautiful plants have these wonderful properties that help us. And because they exist in nature and they're easily accessible, a pharmaceutical company can't take them and make billions of dollars off of them. Um, actually, there have been companies who have taken um, oils from a plant or certain compounds or terpenes and have changed the oil from the plant and then made them dangerous, which then gives them a bad name for the real stuff. But that's what's so awesome about my guest today, Dr. Janet Rourke, right? Am I saying it Rourke? Yes, that's exactly Good. what I wanted yeah. to make sure. And um, you have become kind of the expert in this realm, which I love because we need this. And um, you have basically educated yourself and used essential oils for not only yourself, but after they worked for yourself, that's when you went, hey, maybe this, this is good. I'm a veterinarian. Let me see if this works on animals. Is that kind of how it happened? Yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. I was kind of, um, I was using essential oils for myself for um, my own health, you know, support. I was uh, actually on a bunch of different pharmaceuticals and um, having some side effects from those that were not so great. And a friend of mine introduced me to some really, really high quality essential oils. And so I started using them. And when I started seeing benefits and the fact that I was able to get off of all of my medications, I was like, hmm, maybe there's something to this stuff. And I started doing the research. Um, I'm a, a, I am a self-proclaimed super nerd. So I was Yay. like looking at all of the different um, research articles out there, which there was a ton of. I cannot believe how much research there is out there now compared to what there was like 20 years ago. And um, there's just more and more. And it's, it's um, uh, really amazing what we're learning from these plants and that and the compounds from them that are so that have so so many benefits right and and yes the pharmaceutical companies are kind of like oh how can we harvest this and uh use this to benefit our pockets um instead of just be you know leaving well enough alone because an essential oil is many many different compounds and it has a lot of synergy between those different compounds and so when you start to take it apart and try to get the best of, you know, one compound, it's, you're not going to have the same effect as with the full entire oil from that plant. And so, yeah, when I started using them uh, on myself, I started using them with my own animals. And then I had a, a client finally, um, probably about six months after I was digging into all the research and learning as much as I could about, it, I thought it was very fascinating. Um, I had a client that was like, Dr. Rourke, is there something else we can use besides 
you know, what we have been using. And I said, well, you know, there are these these essential oils that I've been researching and, you know, we can try it. And if it doesn't work, you know, we can always, you know, go back to some traditional um, Western modalities if we need to. And uh, they did work very quickly, you know, within an hour for that particular, it was a horse I was working on. And uh, I, I was driving away from that farm and I just remember thinking, wow, I guess I use essential oils in my practice now. That was amazing. So, and I just haven't looked back and um, have really enjoyed learning. It's, it's a never ending process learning is for me. And uh, I hope it is for all of you and all your listeners, um, because I think we, we never really know everything and, and having open-minded about new ways of approaching health um, for our animals in particular is, is really important because we don't know everything. And sometimes we um, stumble upon solutions like I did with essential oils and then it becomes, um, it becomes part of what we do and, and who we are. And really, I would not want to practice uh, any other way, if, if you took my essential oils away from me, I think I'd probably be devastated. So. <laughs> and I love that because this is another thing that of course you weren't taught anything about in school. That's right. So nobody probably even mentioned it or you even thought of it. It wasn't until you started using them yourself. They were like, well, if it works for me, then it probably, that to me is one of the best things that pet parents could do is yeah. understand of how close they are to us. They're different, but how you know, a cell is still a cell. That's the thing. Yeah. A yep. cell is still a cell. I love it. We need to make a t-shirt for you <laughs> because it's true. And these things that exist in nature exist in nature for a reason. Exactly. And they do lots of wonderful things. And if we just use them in their full natural form, then we'll be able to benefit from them. 100%. The problem is, is that we have too many people that want to take and do things with mm-hmm. them, which then give them a bad name. Yep. Um, you know, for instance, if you were to Google um, lavender essential oil into Google, you will see that it will kill your animal. And <laughs> you'll even see it from very, you know, reputable sources. Yep. The problem is, is what's going to kill your oil, kill your animal is something that you buy on the internet or Amazon yep. that is not a lavender essential oil at all. It is, you know, made up or tried to smell like or whatever it is. It's not pure. So how the heck do you, did you find a brand that you trusted in or how do, how does a pet parent know? Like if, of course, a lot of the listeners are holistic and want to learn and we don't, we, we don't need to know that it's good. We already know essential oils. Most of them are amazing. And we'll talk about the dangerous ones later. Yeah. But how the heck do we pick one and know that we're picking one? Like cannabis industry, hemp industry. Yep. I was gonna, that's what we usually say. Yeah. So tell us, can we ask? Can we go, we want a certificate of analysis for your this bottle of lavender essential oil? And if you do, who? We want to know. <laughs> so yes, you can. Um, so you can you can get a GCMS uh, test done on um, any essential oil, but I would really recommend just staying away from like what you said, like Amazon and um, 
bless Amazon though. Like they're great for a yeah. lot of things, but yeah. not, not, um, not, uh, essential oils <laughs> and not, um, so I don't even think they allow selling of any kind of, uh, CBD or, cannabis or anything like that right. on, on Amazon. So if you're so, buying CBD online on Amazon, you are you not, are not getting, getting that exactly. product. Exactly. So, exactly. So it's hemp seed maybe might be yep. some hemp seed. And if you're lucky, it might be some pure hemp seed, but you're probably yep. not getting that. And there's some benefits to that too, you know, right. but, but, um, but so yeah, be careful of that. Don't get it from a grocery store, buy it from a reputable source. Um, and there, there are companies that do publish publicly their test results and you should be able, you can access that online. You should be able to look on the bottom of your essential oil. There should be a lot number and you can, um, type that in and actually look that up. Um, there are some companies that are very transparent about that and are freely give that information, even though that's, that's a lot of work to upload all of those um, test results uh, when they, where they run a test on every single lot. Know um, also the company, where the company is growing those plants. That's other, another really important factor um, where they're growing plants is, you know, because that's, that affects the, um, the therapeutic qualities of the essential oil from that plant. Because, um, you know, lots of things can affect it, the growth of a plant, the soil, you know, how depleted the soil is, and is, is it done organically, and is, um, you know, are there any fertilizers or anything used on it, and, you know. So is, is it a lot, is it like, can, you know, cannabis or hemp, where these tests will show if those items are in it, like. Yes. We, okay, good. So when yes. we test for hemp, it shows us that it is a full spectrum product. Yep. And it also shows us what's not in it. Pesticides, herbicides, contaminants, yep. all those exactly. Yep. So all those things are important because again, guys, we're dealing with a plant, a natural product, and there's a right way of doing things and there's a wrong way of doing it is. And everyone wants to jump on the bandwagon because it's not regulated by the FDA. So everyone's like, well, we can make our own essential oil and they just make synthetic fragrances or they take some essential oil and that and add a whole bunch of junk in with it. And then that junk in with it is adulteration and it can, that's the stuff that can really, really harm animals. And so when you hear these stories of animals getting hurt by essential oils, which there aren't very many, by the way, it's the same one that circulates every year. It's yep. okay. Um, <laughs> um, it is likely because one, they either used a uh, poor quality essential oil that really wasn't essential oil at all, um, or they used way, way too much of it um, and weren't following some you know, pretty basic commonsensical guidelines, um, or they, um, you know, it, it was, it was, um, uh, it, it was adulterated. I think I already said that. So, so it is, it's all these things you need to factor in when you're, you're selecting your essential oil. And when, when you find a really good brand, like I did, it's, um, you, you're, you learn to trust them, but on the same token, I still look at test results even though it's a brand I trust. So yeah. exactly. Because as we know, and um, it's funny because Mondays are my uh, podcast day. So I feel, I forget that everybody doesn't know everyone else I talked to today, <laughs> but yeah, we've got, a, we, we need to remember that even though we have found a brand that we trust, we want to continuously make sure that that is a brand that we trust because brands get sold and sometimes they get sold and out of the person's control, out of control, the person who intentionally started that company a certain way 
stuff can change because they want to make more money. Business after all. And you have to remember those things. So always be your best advocate um, and make sure that the company that you do decide to go with after we, you know, you're going to tell us how uh, that it stays with it. You keep, you keep track on them. We're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to um, talk about some of the major benefits you're seeing as a vet with our pets. Awesome. We'll be right back. It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we are back with It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, and I'm here with Dr. Janet Rourke, and I love it because um, you are our essential oils vet, which is awesome because that's who we need to ask about these questions. Um, But I love it. There is so much controversy online when you type in certain essential oils or even just essential oils. Um, that, you know, they'll kill our pets and that they're dangerous. And if it is a pure natural oil, that is highly unlikely. And I want people to think about it, that if that was the case, even, even with a hemp oil, a hemp extract or um, a marijuana extract or any of these things, if these things were this dangerous to our pets, they would be dropping dead everywhere. Everyone mm-hmm. would be talking about it. It would be all over the internet and that does not happen. So we do know we can get rid of that fear. And there are a couple, and we know cats are are very sensitive and we'll bring up those. Um, Let's go ahead and get those out of the way. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about why they're dangerous. We have to remember what is an essential oil? Yeah, so an essential oil is um, a volatile aromatic compound, so it evaporates quickly at room temperature, um, and that's what makes that smell, that smells so wonderful when it comes to essential oils. And they are extremely potent. And so that is one thing you always have to remember when it comes to essential oils. It's wonderful because a little goes a really long way. Um, But on the same token, a little can be a lot for such a, for a really small animal, like a newborn kitten or, you know, your you know, four pound uh, puppy. So, um, so it's, it's important to remember that they're very potent. They're um, uh, 50 to 70 times more potent than herbs um, when, you, when we're talking about an essential oil form. Um, and that is part of what makes them kind of like a natural uh, therapy, actually, and, and very, very, very effective. So you do need to keep that in mind for sure when it comes to essential oils. And is it, an, is it such an effective therapy because you're literally breathe, inhaling it right up into your bloodstream and brain? And Yeah, so you're breathing it into your lungs, it's getting into your bloodstream that way. Um, you, it definitely goes directly to the brain and indirectly. So, so animals, dogs in, in particular, have a vomeronasal organ or a Jacobson's organ. So their sense of smell is 
very, very, uh, you know, potent is very, very good. So they smell things through normal olfactory receptors like people, um, which they also have like 300 million compared to our measly six million. Um, and then they also smell through their vomeronasal organ, which goes directly into, uh, into the brain and kind of bypasses the cortex. And so they use that. And like when you think here about like pheromones and things like that, that, that's what they're sensing with that. So a lot like cannabis, they're super sensitive to it, which means yep. it can really help them a little, will go a long, long way, way. Yep, for sure. What are like, so of course you've studied, you're trying it on your own dogs. You get this patient with the horse now, however many years have you been, you, have you been practicing with? Oh gosh, it's been at least seven years now. So, uh, so what are some of the, like some of the best things that happened uh, with your patients? And then what are some of the ones? Cause I know this still happens where I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's see what happens. And I'll yep. be like, Holy wow. cow. It's amazing. I know it happens all the time. So Good. one of the, one of the um, most common ways I use essential oils with animals is for um, wound care. And so um, actually helping healing cuts and bruises and things like that. So that is just a really, really common thing that happens. And, is this, on a, and instead of using an antibiotic or something on um yeah, yes, but sometimes you can use it in conjunction with that if it's a really bad situation. And so I'm not one of those people that is going to be like, you can only use essential oils and nothing else. Like that right. is, we have to, we have to be, you know, be integrative in our approach to helping our yeah. animals so that we can actually, because sometimes they are going to need surgery, right? Like if you have a and really I love bad, that, but you're also yeah. not, no, no essential oils. Right. Yes. It's this. like, Let's add all the tools to our toolbox that we can right. to be the best advocates for our animals. And so, um, so yeah, I, I love using, you know, lavender and frankincense, helichrysum for, um, for, you know, cuts and scrapes and things like that. And I love, love, love. We have a really amazing digestive blend that has a lot of, um, you know, it's got like peppermint and uh, fennel and caraway seed in it and, and some others that are really good for digestive support. Cause that's another huge thing that we see with animals. Like, trust me, if you've got a dog that has uh, things moving along a little too quickly or not fast enough, you're running into problems. And um, it's really nice to, instead of have to run to the vet for every little thing, to be able to just put a little drop of something on their tummy and make them feel so much better so quickly. So well, it's and, really you know, most of And most of them, us who run, well, not us, I don't run to the vet anymore, but those who do run to the vet, mm -hmm. most likely for a digestive upset are going to be given something that is going to make things worse and not better. In the long term, for because sure. They are for not sure. trained in essential oils and they don't know better. But yes, my, one of my number one tools that I keep is a digestive blend and it, it's good for all of it. So I will immediately turn to that every time. Um, so what else have you found? Like, I can't even imagine because I feel like a lot of vets with every, not every, but so many pet owners come running in when there's a digestive issue and there's mm -hmm. diarrhea and they want something and they give them the prescription, yep. which wrecks everything. And, you know, as Dr. Siegel said, Marlene Siegel, antibiotics are the, are a thing of the past. We have so many wonderful things that work without wrecking their gut digestive tract yeah and and just causing all this gut health i mean we see so many more digestive problems in animals today even than when i graduated you know um we will say a few years ago so <laughs> 
Um, so, and, and it's because of that. It's like, it seems like, it seems like so many veterinarians are just like, and I love my veterinarian friends. If you're listening, I love you guys, but, um, like, it's not just about antibiotics and steroids, antibiotic steroids, antibiotic steroids for everything. There's so many other things out there. Let's, let's find out what we can do to create whole animal health, like holistic health, like to actually treat the, the patient instead of just the symptoms. You know what I mean? And so I love, so I love the physical aspects of essential oils, the benefits that they have. Um, I love using them for my senior animals. We use frankincense, copaiba, turmeric. I mean, everybody's heard these ones, right? Amazing for joints and muscles and, you know, those weak back ends as they get older. And then I also love the emotional and behavioral benefits that essential oils can have on animals. So when you, we're seeing a lot of, a lot of people got puppies in the last year, you know, because of being home more. And so a lot of these puppies and and dogs have not been properly socialized because they were stuck at home and they couldn't, you know, there were no puppy obedience classes or anything like that. And so when, um, as people start to leave, you're starting to see a lot more anxiety, a lot more stress in those animals because they're just not used to quote unquote normal life (laughs) because they haven't been exposed to anything. And so they, um, you're seeing a lot more like separation anxiety issues and you know, even just like, you know, getting sick, just going for a ride in the car because they haven't gone for a ride in the car to go to the park. So, um, so I love that we have some essential oils that can really help with those stress levels and that anxiety and bringing that down. We have lavender and roaming chamomile and, um, a lot of grounding oils like, um, like cedarwood and sandalwood really, really helpful for just like calming everything down. And copaiba is another one that I really like for, um, for just like kind of those little panic attacks that happen with some animals. So, and you can even give some of them internally. So if you actually look on your bottle, there should be a little supplement facts label on them because there are some essential oils that are generally recognized as safe according to the FDA um, rules for that. And so uh, you can actually see that some are actually safe for internal use. So internal, topical, or aromatic use. Right, I mean, we, we have a groom shop, daycare shop, and we are seeing all of the uh, COVID puppies oh. that are coming in for the first time They're being so in scared. social situations. No. So we, we have, um, CBD Dog Health has a blend that is a full spectrum hemp extract with lavender essential oil. I love it. I love it. And yeah. we're going through a bottle a week because of so much, like I've never seen puppies so stressed out before, but they are literally experiencing the outside world for the first, the first time. time. Yep, exactly. Crazy. And then we have to cut their nails and, um, and give them a I know, right. And you're like, yeah, let me just uh, get right on that. <laughs> As we know, stress and anxiety does lead to disease. So yes. it's something that we, we want our dogs to suffer from and something like that a tincture and or um you know doing something aromatically which we do have you know diffusers pumping that up. lavender essential oil into the air so all good. of these things um work yeah. we're gonna take another short break and i want to talk about um you mentioned how some could be aromatic and some can be actually taken internally i would love to talk about those and then talk about which ones are dangerous and then how we get in touch with you and follow you since you know so much about them awesome we'll be right, we'll be right back It's a dog's life. We'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk. Hey, 
Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. All right, we are back with Dr. Janet Rourke, the essential oil vet. And I, we're talking about how to use it, some of the big successes. Um, and you talked about how some could be used internally. So what is like your go-to for something and then how do you use it internally? Yeah, so I would say the most common ones I use internally are that copaiba, frankincense, and turmeric um, essential oil, which comes as an oil, you know, as well as the herb. But um, the those three are just so powerful in just creating a homeostasis or just like getting that animal back to normal um, whenever there's anything going on as far as just like discomfort or, um, or even just like the stress that we were talking about that has led to disease. Um, uh, Copaiba has benefits that for the heart and the, um, the immune system and the, the liver and the kidneys actually supports those organs. Um, in addition to being able to support the joints and the digestive system and everything else. So it's one of those, like, it just covers all the bases. Well, see, <laughs> so when people go, well, how can hemp do all of these things? Yeah. What people don't understand is that these plants have thousands of compounds yes. in them. And when you put those compounds with other plants that have thousands of compounds, they become super synergistic. They're adaptogens and they literally get, we take them and we get them in our body and they literally go throughout our body and take care of problems. That's what they're supposed to do we just aren't taught this. We don't, nobody, you know, we're never taught about go outside in nature and find your solution or cure what you need. So it's really cool when you do find it, learn about it, you know, try it in application and actually see that it does what it does. Um, I, you know, I, I'm the same way I learned about, I learned about essential oils before I learned about cannabis. And then mm -hmm. when I learned how cannabis worked, I'm like, it's just another fabulous plant with medicinal yes, oils that do exactly. wonderful things. Yeah. And I always, I always tell people like, um, these plants and these, these oils, what they really do is they help the body heal itself. And so it really just helps the body get back to normal, even if it's been a long time since it's felt normal in whatever aspect. So I, I love that. And I know we're going to, we're going to find out, which I already know this, but what the essential oil people will find out is that it's interacting with the endocannabinoid system, yep. just like cannabis does or hemp does. So we've got deficiencies going on or problems that have existed for a long time. And you take a blend or a combination 
you can literally get rid of that problem uh, quickly. It'll be the first thing that happens. Um, but just was talking to a, a blogger who's like, my dog's had this fatty tumor for this long and I put the salve on and it's, I can't even tell where it was anymore. And of course so the salve awesome. is just made of a whole bunch of essential oils. Yep. <laughs> so these are, these are like, you know, mother's mother nature's medicine cabinet yep. and tool yep. kit. And it's, I wish they would teach it to us in school, but they don't. So I'm glad that you've discovered and that you're using it. And then better yet that you're educating all of us about it. My favorite thing about you is your amazing guides. You literally have taken every question and have made a guide to answer it. So I want you to tell our listeners that you've got a couple guides, folks that makes it so easy. So she doesn't just tell you how it works for her dogs. She talks about cats, rabbits, birds, reptiles, amphibians. You even mentioned fish, which I yep. love. Yep. But the, the air I breathe, we breathe is so important and it affects everyone us around us. Yeah. But what are some um, safety guides, guidelines that it's very apparent, very important for our pet parents to know when we start dabbling in these essential oils? Yeah, so um, really it's a lot of just common sense. So making sure that, you know, the brand really matters. We already talked about that. Um, when you're diffusing, stick to three to four drops in your diffuser, use a water-based diffuser, um, leave the room door open so the animal can leave. It's If it's an oil they don't particularly care for, stay away from the oils that they're not particular, that are not really that great for, Dude, for animals. What happens if they love so. it? What they happens love if they it? love it and they go climb up on the bed and stick their face right under it and inhale it? Is that okay? That is a hundred percent. Okay. And actually that's usually what happens. So a lot of times your pet will go and sleep right next to the diffuser. And it, that means it's an essential oil that they really need. And they're getting their little, they're, they're getting the benefit as well. And so, um, uh, but just leaving the room door open. So they have that option. So they're not trapped anywhere. And of course, like not putting like 20 drops in your diffuser. If you're putting 20 drops in your diffuser, you're probably using an oil that is not a pure oil um, because you shouldn't have to use that much. Um, and then, uh, you know, staying away from the oils that are um, somewhat harmful to animals in small amounts. Um, dogs and cats in particular are very sensitive to tea tree oil, um, which I think is fun, uh, a little bit ironic that it's in a lot of their shampoos and things like that. So, uh, but just know that they're, they can't metabolize that one quite as quickly as um, humans can. And so it is one to, to um, stay away from uh, as much as possible. And then um, winter green and birch or other ones that, you know, are just really, really potent, especially if they ingest it. So we don't want them ingesting those particular oils because they can cause some GI discomfort. So. And if they do have any, you know, they want to know, see a list or make sure the whatever they're using is safe, can they go to your site and find uh, all yeah, and what's absolutely. That? Yeah, so it's really simple. I'm not very creative. So it's just essentialoilvet.com. Okay. And um, if you go to, um, there's some tabs at the top, you can, you can find resources and things like that right there. So folks on resources, she's got a, a dilution guide. She has recipes. She has a resource list. And of course, an entire guide on how to use it for your animals, which is super helpful, yep. along with the brand that you trust and use, I guess, in your practice every day, correct? Yes, ma'am. And um, and there, there are a lot of choices. So guys, do your homework. And she has done her homework. So you can trust what she is suggesting. But 
whatever you see out there, you always don't go pick up a bottle and just buy it. You got to do your research, look for that certificate of analysis. What do they call it in your realm? So it's just the GCMS test, but yeah, it is a certificate of analysis. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, you just have to say, I want the test that shows me what's in your bottle. Yep. And again, they have batches on the bottom of the bottles that match with the certificate of analysis so that you can see what is in that bottle. And if you're using an oil that does not have that, I would get rid of it because Mm -hmm. you have no idea what's in there and they put some pretty bad stuff in it. So again, essentialoilvet.com. Dr. Janet Rourke, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, you gave for us having some me. wonderful information and I'm so glad that we have a resource we can trust out there. So thank uh, you. So wonderful. Thank you so much. You bet. Thanks. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.